everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Versus the Odds podcast. And today we have a guest that I'm very excited to share with you. He is a longtime internet friend of mine. He is also a photographer based out of Garner, North Carolina. And this is a person I've actually gotten to know pretty well over the years as someone who is a an equal supporter of pop culture, music, and the arts in general. Someone I found uh, mutual camaraderie in, and I'm excited to have him on the show today. And I'm very excited that you all will have a chance to hear him speak and get a little piece of his mind and figure out who exactly this guy is, because let me tell you, he's a really cool guy. This is Zach Depp, everyone. Zach, how are you doing? I'm doing good, man. That was an excellent intro. Oh, thank you. Yeah. And uh, for for those of you who don't know Zach and don't know us, um, fun fact, Zach and I have only ever interacted face-to-face for a total of probably three minutes yep um, do you remember that do you remember yes that of course i was in uh the lunch hall at uncw and i was wearing a brockhampton hoodie and you just complimented me on it and we talked about brockhampton for a minute and then we followed each other on instagram and the rest is history yeah and now here we are you know yeah grown-ass men on a podcast <laughs> well like three years later Exactly. And I I mean, when seeing the Brockhampton hoodie, you know, I feel like at least in my case, like whether I the first thing I want to talk about when I meet someone is music or just the arts yeah. in general, because there's some sort of indescribable element of having like the same music taste that somehow it binds you Absolutely. together. And Absolutely. I like, yeah. I think like um, it, it definitely would like kind of guide you to the right people that you get along with i feel yeah for sure i mean it's i mean whatever whatever it is about the music that you like there's some element or some aspect of it that you're drawn to you know whether that's conscious or subconscious and Mm -hmm. if other people are drawn to that same music maybe for the same reasons you already have something in common on a level that you don't even know how to describe yet absolutely absolutely and even in Brockhampton, like yeah. back Brockhampton's in the day, such a yeah, right. That when they're in that pocket for like year distance, they were such like a. They weren't even really that popular. Then I mean, they're kind of popular, but like internet popular. I feel for sure those before like the the Twitter stands pulled up. And yeah, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. It wasn't until like Sugar release that everyone's going crazy about them. It was a TikTok song, right? Sugar. Yeah, that's normal. I feel like that's what got everybody into knowing who Brockhampton was. But luckily, all my homies know Brockhampton. No, oh, yeah, like summer yeah. T- summer 2017, the uh, oh yeah, the summer before senior year of high school. Like that was when Saturation Trilogy dropped, and that was fucking golden. Yeah, I was watching every single music video as soon as they dropped. Basically, we were like, I mean, even when when they released new music videos for like iridescence or ginger i was still watching them as soon as they dropped like i got notifications on my phone for whenever it comes out i mean they're they were they were very detailed i mean they like the saturation trilogy like established like a lore of some kind yeah i remember reading reddit threads about like let me pull this up because i know that this is interesting brockhampton's like first on the saturation trilogy the f- saturation one all of the out tracks have four letters except the last one and then all the and they, the last one has five and then saturation two has five letters except the last one which has six and then 
all of the saturation three um songs have six except the last one which has four and there was so many reddit threads like teasing like that it was like oh something else is gonna happen type thing well there were supposed to follow up with like i think it was what puppy and then the whole amir thing happened yeah 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 it sucks that it happened i actually saw them live um while they had amir performing with them i think that was in january of 2018 was it january 16th 2018 because i think that the reason i okay the like the reason i threw that specifics because i'm 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 in pain because i i was supposed to go to that concert the one in raleigh yep the one at the ritz yep that's it yep i was supposed to go uh my friend at the time had offered me a free ticket to come with but I was in this class at the time called uh, Political Philosophy uh, Senior Seminar. Uh, it was like one class that everyone in my school had to take, and yeah. I like we are, we had a we had a field trip basically of, of sorts. Okay. We spent uh, overnight at this cabin out in like rural northern North Carolina, and the teacher like broke down all the philosophers we'd covered and all of the things we'd ever learned so that we could like take notes and prepare for our thesis paper. But it just so happened to be on the one night of Brockhampton. Man, so. that's terrible. Actually, funny story. My girlfriend was supposed to go see them that night too, but was sick. Oh, no. Yeah. She, so she hasn't seen them live yet. And they're coming to Raleigh, I think, next year. So we're going to try to get some tickets for that. That's awesome. I mean, yeah. Tyler's coming as well. Yeah, I know. I'm trying to get tickets for that too. You've seen them live, haven't you? I have, yes. Me and my friend Tanner went to New York, went to New York City um in 2019 and we saw him at the governor's ball like i think like two weeks after he released igor oh my god that would have been sick man it it was the like launching off of his um tour for igor oh my god you know that had to be good i it it was amazing i feel like beginning of tours and end of tours can have so much energy like yeah when i was my senior year of high school this is like november 2017 um Mm -hmm. I saw Bon Iver at the Durham Performing Arts Center. It was the last pos- it was the last show of the tour for for 20 was it 22 a million. Mm-hmm. And it was it was like the craziest show I've ever been to. It was like total intimacy and like power at the same time. Yeah, I remember seeing that a couple of my friends had gone to that concert and I didn't even realize that he was coming to Durham and I was really sad because I really liked that album. It's my favorite album of all time. Like Blonde for You is 22 yeah. million for me like that album a, i think that's a really good pick honestly I, th- I don't know what it was i think it was just really impactful at the time like i even have it here in my hand man uh, is that a cd it's a cd yeah i bought wow. it at a, at a um, record shop in downtown durham but, yeah, speaking of records do you collect records i just started actually um because my family during our move from dc to florida Mm-hmm. Uh, I had to downsize a lot of my stuff because yeah. I couldn't take everything with me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, well, all these CDs are dead weight because I have a streaming service. Mm-hmm. So aside from a select few that I have here in my bookshelf, um, I got rid of like 80% of my CDs. And I was like, you know what? I still like the feeling of physical copies of music. So I actually do have two records. Um, uh, one of them is In Color by Jamie XX. Okay. And the other is Funeral by Arcade Fire, which I really haven't listened to in a long time. But mm. I'm trying to collect, like, I'm going to get, like, all of my favorite albums on vinyl. So, like, 22 A Million, Currents, Art Angels, Awaken yeah. My Love, Kidsy Ghosts, and then build it from there. All of them are really good picks. So far, my collection has actually gotten a little bit bigger. 
I don't like frame them up or anything like some people do. I really want to, uh, like eventually, but I'm not sure. Like I have an empty wall right here I could decorate, and I think I might do that. But um, right now my collection is, I have a lot of Kanye. I have the college dropout, late registration. Uh, I have Yay, Kidsy Ghosts. I think that's all I have for Kanye. But I really want to get 808s. Um, because that one's probably in the top three for me for my favorite Kanye albums. Then I also have Iridescence, which is actually a really cool um vinyl. It's like it's like clear. And my roommate, my old roommate had that that uh, yeah, that same one. Yeah. That one's a cool one. And then I have a blonde bootleg. Hmm. Then I have I have a couple. Oh, me and my girlfriend just bought folklore by Taylor Swift. It's like a really cool green vinyl. Then I have the Weezer Blue album. Classic. Um, yeah, it's a really good album. I'm not going to lie. People hate on Weezer, but I really like them. They're good. Like, yeah. like Undone is like such an underrated emo song. Definitely. Definitely. I, I've mostly listened to... Um, I haven't listened to as much of their new music, but most of the albums I've listened to is like the green album, the blue album. And I listened to their new album, not the Van Weezer one, but the one I don't remember what it's called. I like that one though. Uh, then I have, oh, my favorite one that I have is um, Marvin Gaye's uh, What's Going On. And oh. um, what's the, it's a Miles Davis album. It's like Kind of Blue. Yeah, Kind of Blue. That's it. It's, it's, that's also an amazing album just to like sit back and listen to. That's, that's what jazz is for me. That's like the album. Like I put on a jazz record when I'm either cooking or cleaning my apartment. Like mm. when I was in Florida on my road trip, uh, I woke up and started making breakfast and I threw on a uh, Bitches Brew by Miles Davis, which is like, it's my favorite Miles Davis record, like by far. Yeah. And I haven't gotten too deep into him. Um, I've mostly just listened to Kind of Blue, and that's a really good album, in my opinion. It's beautiful. I yeah. just love I, Miles Davis. I yeah, there's. I'm really trying to get more into jazz. Um, I'm a really big Kamasi Washington fan. Oh yeah, I've listened to the Epic by him, but that's a. I haven't listened to. I know there's one song off of one of his newer albums that I've listened to called. The song's called Family, but I don't remember the name of the album. Hmm. I need to like. I need to set time aside to listen to that album because. That's something I, I actually want to do. I actually took some time aside earlier tonight to listen to two new albums. Uh, I listened to Benji by Sun Kill Moon okay. and Bo Jackson by Boldy James and the Alchemist, who honestly, Griselda Records, unmatched right now. Just yeah? Their output is fucking, yeah. Like West Side Gun, Benny West the Butcher. Gun. Yeah. They're, so, they're all just dropping amazing albums right I now. I really like the Alchemist's production. He's probably one of my favorite producers right now i think so too i'm i'm really loving that whole you know new york old school sound that's coming out right now absolutely it's I think it's really jazzy too i love it it's beautiful it's like it's rich it's vibrant yeah it has like it just like oozes of authenticity you know i feel I mean? like it's it's really its own thing there hasn't been a whole lot like similar to it other than maybe earl sweatshirt who's kind of in the same vein as the alchemist and collaborates with him a lot he was on that. Um, I forget the name of the EP, but it was, I think it was like this thing of ours. Yeah, I've listened to that one too. It was really. It was like only like four tracks long. That was a good one, definitely. And his album with Freddie Gibbs, man, that was amazing. Oh my god. Uh, wait, wait, Alfredo. Yes. Oh my god, I listened to. Uh, there's one song that I really like. I think it's called. Uh, it's like Babies and Fools. I don't know if that's what it's called. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, that's my. That favorite one's really one. good. 
that my one favorite one i think is scotty beam i'd probably oh. say that's a there's a whole story like behind the song it's like i think it's like some dude who like shoots a a cop and then has to like get away it's it's like a whole it's a concept album yeah i, I mean so i didn't it. listen to it too intently i normally l- listen to that album pretty loosely just like kind of as like backwards like because normally i have a thing where like i can't really like listen to music and follow along with the lyrics too intently unless i'm like reading it at the same time mm-hmm. um i don't know why i normally kind of focus more on like the music structure and the beat around it and then like the the lyrics are a little bit more like background to me um so normally if i want to like like listening to to pimp a butterfly like i have to like read the lyrics to it before i want to like actually think too hard about it exactly like there's more than one way to engage with music like like i said you know i could i could throw on a jazz record by miles davis passively while i'm cleaning absolutely or you know i could actually a lot time to like listen to a new album like when uh when Japanese Breakfast dropped Jubilee, or a better example is when Playboy Cardi dropped Whole Lot of Red. Like I, yeah. I, I set time aside to like really listen to it. That's an album that's grown on me a lot. Whole Lot of Red. I don't know yeah. how you feel about the album. Uh, I have a very mixed opinion on it. Um, I think that there are some really good songs on the album, and then some songs that really don't do a whole lot for me. There's, but there's definitely some really good songs on that album. There are some good ones. I really love uh, Rocks, Rockstar Made, yeah. uh, Stop Breathing, and mm. New Neon. I love New Neon because it has like a young lean style beat. Oh, yeah. I, I listened to so a lot of some of the songs on it leaked before, and I'm not going to front. Like, I definitely listened to some of the leaks before the album came out. And I was listening to New Neon, was one of the tracks that I'd listened to for a while um that one song place that's okay it's not like a great song but that one was a leak too uh, i think those were the only two that actually made it onto the record though but i really like new neon i would have i would have loved to have seen pissy pamper or i think that's what it's called or yeah Kid Cudi so one. yeah that that song actually surprisingly at i got to see playboy cardi twice i saw him once in raleigh at the ritz and then uh he performed at the governor's ball when i saw tyler and he played a couple leaks actually he played uh that kid cuddy song and he also played a song called cancun that hasn't been released that one's also a leak that's a really good a really good leak i'm not gonna lie um which is amazing because I would I've never been to a concert where an artist has played leaks like that's so bizarre to me. Yeah, it's just like I feel like that's just like a, a byproduct of internet culture, you know. Absolutely, it, it is. It's total like it's just, it's for the fans first and foremost. Like see something that they saw like in like an Instagram clip over like Bart Simpson riding a motorcycle. Yeah, know? right, right. Or like a big wave edit. Um, yeah, I just I that that was a that was a pretty good record. Um, oh, for sure. So do you, are there any albums that like you listen to in high school that like you associate distinctly with that time? Absolutely. Um, Blonde is definitely one of them uh, because I don't know. Every time I listen to Blonde, it's normally like I normally listen to it like to kind of reflect on like how far I've come in my life, like where I'm at now in comparison to like where I was then. And to, and that's really how I've treated that album for the past five years. Like I listened to it, what they say, the 22nd, um, the five year anniversary was, it was two days ago. And I got to, and I just took some time and just listened to the album. And I was like, it, it just gave me some good time to like reflect on it, which was really nice. 
Um, another album I'd probably I listened to surprisingly a lot of '90s hip hop during that time because I had an AP chemistry teacher that was really into hip hop, and he would put me onto some like uh, jazz rap albums that I liked a lot. So like uh, early Tribe Called Quest, I listened to a lot in high school. Um, a jazz rap band called Diggable Planets was one of them that I listened to quite a bit. And then uh, The Far Side was another hip hop group that I listened to quite a bit. I'm trying to think of any other ones. Oh, I listened to a lot of Drake in high school too, for sure. Oh, Drake absolutely. and Drake and Rodeo by Travis Scott. Oh my God, Rodeo is amazing. Yeah, Rodeo is definitely an album that I, I, I listened to when I like... I don't know, want to get like hyped up or want to think about a better era of Travis Scott. <laughs> yeah, I I mean, he's, he's such a weird artist and like his trajectory. Like, yeah, I like, definitely like support his like what he's doing. But um, I feel like the fan base has ruined it a little bit for me a little bit. I feel like a lot of people that are big Travis Scott fans like wear all Travis Scott clothes and own every pair of Travis Scott shoes and it's kind of frustrating for me but like whatever however you want to support the artist is fine by me. It's just uh, in my opinion a little cringe. No I totally know I get that. I honestly like uh, like with me like with movies and TV shows like fan base like has ruined that for me too. Like I, I was a huge Marvel fan uh, yeah. like my whole mm -hmm. life. And you know, when Endgame came out, I was like, that's a good conclusion. But then around, that was around the same time, actually, when that movie came out was around the time actually that you put me onto Letterboxd. And uh, yeah, which by the way, is like the app I use most on my phone now. So I thank yeah. you for that. Yeah, um, of course. And yeah. And like when I started watching new movies, like other kinds of movies, I was like, wow, there's like a lot of high quality stuff out there with mm -hmm. you know, real intelligent storytelling and master of, of craft. And then I looked back at Marvel and I was like, yo, these these are just like theme park rides. Like, yeah, sorry, sorry to rip off Scorsese, but yeah, I definitely kind of I honestly agree with Scorsese's take about not necessarily the fact that they aren't movies. I definitely think that they are movies. They're just definitely supposed to be served like approached in a different way rather than like I'm pulling out a a like movie that from like hong kong now like it's definitely not the same kind of uh boat that that like a marvel movie would be in i definitely think that there's quality to marvel movies but like it's just not it's just like for some fun entertainment rather than like watching a movie that has like a bit more of a, like an impact on like how i think about like how movies can be made and like my life really yeah for sure like you know i think it just at different points in your life you look for different things yeah. whatever is applicable to you however you want to navigate your life you know maybe you're going to look for something that is a little more you know, prompt self-examination mm -hmm. you know Definitely. I, like i like when i am feeling uh, uninspired i actually watch the social network mm. because i love that idea of like online entrepreneurism or yeah. just these guys who are kind of like you know like prospectors of the the digital the digital gold mine that is the internet yeah, and absolutely. like that, that gets me fired up to like go make shit um definitely but yeah also in like in terms of fan bases continuing off that older tangent um that kind of happened with brockhampton a little bit for me like yeah if i like with the exception of like you and a couple other people i've heard other people say oh my god oh my god i, I love brockhampton oh my yeah. god they, they have that tiktok song you know and uh -huh. it's like those people i'm just like uh yeah 
luckily i i did one thing recently that i guess like in the past year i stopped using reddit as much um and i noticed that definitely like made my um relationship with like artists that i'm a big fan of a lot better because rather than it just being like obsessing over like one artist it's more like i get to appreciate my artist like the artist that i like in my own time kind of thing yeah for sure it's it's like a more direct connection i i, I that's the reason like when i was in high school um the way i discovered new music why whether it was like through my best friend at the time you know putting on to new stuff mm -hmm. uh, i was an avid reader of both fader and pitchfork like I would just scroll through like best new music or like re albums revisited. And I would just use that to, uh, to find new stuff. You know, that's yeah. how I discovered Mac DeMarco. It's how I mm -hmm. discovered Radiohead. I didn't know about Radiohead until then. Yeah. But now I don't like to, I don't like to read that. Cause I'd rather just form my own immediate on off the cuff connection or impression of the, of the music rather than just listen to what someone else has to say. Yeah. Absolutely. And then have that like, kind of like taint my, my initial perception. Absolutely. I think that that's a thing that I really like about Letterboxd is because I don't like a lot of movies that I watch, like there's not always going to be like a review for them necessarily. So it's like you can really form your own opinion on that movie without anyone else's opinion, like having causing some sort of bias to what you feel about that movie. Exactly. You know, you can just you know, you could, you're first and foremost, you can just put in whatever you want. You don't have to like sift through everyone else's stuff unless you actively seek it out. Yeah, definitely. And one thing that I'm definitely guilty of a lot of times I will like change my, uh, like my rating for movies. I do every once in a while, I'll go through like my entire list of movies and like change the ratings, like based on my opinions, even though it's kind of like, there's no point to it. It's just really, however you feel about that movie at that time obviously it's going to change at some point but i do it every once in a while i do the same thing honestly like i've had some movies that i really didn't like at first and then totally grew on me like when i saw a parasite for the first time i didn't like that movie but then over time it really grew on me and i was like oh my god i love this movie and that was yeah. a growth that was a that was a period of growth that was like three months but uh like this stuff like that and even um i just started watching a bunch of Paul Thomas Anderson films. Mm. Uh, I started the first one I ever saw was uh, Boogie Nights. Yeah. And that was uh, I was like a very in your face kind of movie. Uh -huh. but, like once I had time to like sit back and digest the film, like my appreciation and admiration for it grew. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think tomorrow night I'm finally going to watch The Master. I've been, oh, been mean to do that for so long. I have that one on Blu-ray. I don't even know what made me buy it, but I think it was at Barnes & Noble one time. And I as I saw it, I was like, man, this movie is so good. I got to have it. Were you in the Criterion um, Collection? I, I know it's not in the Criterion Collection, but I was in that section, and I, I like I normally try to look for movies that aren't like AAA blockbusters when I try to buy a new movie. Um, yeah. I haven't been keeping up with purchasing movies as much recently since I've had a lot of other bills to pay, but um, I'm definitely I definitely keep up with every Criterion release. Like they're coming out with Citizen Kane um like i think in november now like i i keep up with it still pretty pretty consistently even though i don't buy it that often 
if you if you're into if since you're a huge movie fan and this is something i'll recommend to the listeners as well a movie i watched recently have you ever heard of the film deep cover deep cover no i don't think i have that is a phenomenal movie it's like a crime thriller slash neo black exploitation film came out in 1992 it's about uh this cop played by lawrence fishburne and he is sent deep undercover to infiltrate a cocaine smuggling ring and in order to do that he has to like become a drug dealer basically and his whole thing is like he he doesn't like drugs because of his father being killed over drugs when he was a kid and so he like gets deeper and deeper into the underworld but starts to like the lifestyle the the, the deeper he gets that's and interesting just, it's total like 90s like crime theme it's it's beautiful it's like that classic like good neon shit oh that's cool that sounds really nice actually the only like i think i've only seen a couple black exploitation films and the only one i can think of right now off the top of my head is black dynamite that's the only one i can think of right now though i think that's in my watch list i've been also meaning to see superfly because that's a classic you know curse yeah. Mayfield. yeah absolutely that one i've never seen that one either but i've heard that one's a really good one as well and uh another thing i was going to ask you so uh, you, I mentioned before that you have an involvement in the arts, not just as a consumer, but also as a creator. Now, uh, anyone who follows you knows that you're an avid photographer, and that's something that you're very passionate about. Can you talk a little bit about how you got into photography and how that's manifested into your current habits? Okay, so it's a, it's not that long of a story. So pretty much since like I was in middle school, I really knew that I really loved movies and I knew it was something I wanted to be a part of. But at the age of like 13, 14, there's really not a whole lot of avenues that you can take that with. So I was actually playing baseball at the time and I was umpiring baseball for like eight year olds. And I got like my first paycheck that I had ever gotten for working. It was like $400 and I bought a camera with it. And I've been taking pictures ever since. That's pretty much my backstory for it. That's awesome. Do you have any, are there any photographers? I, I have to ask this question. Are there any photographers that you're like a fan of or you draw inspiration from? Um, yes, there's a few. There, most of them I pretty much only know from Instagram. One of them obviously is Gunnar Stahl. He is like the most popular photographer probably in pop culture right now um another photographer that i like is this guy named julio he is a guy that went to nc state he's my friend and i would call him more of a mentor because he teaches me a lot more about like different methods that i can use for photography and whatnot um another photographer there's this one guy that used to be involved with rooster teeth um his name is his name is wes he was like their photographer uh his instagram is at wes w-e-s he takes these really crazy pictures i don't even really know how to describe them other than like i guess very pretty colorful um and like really planned out which is something that i really like and i aspire to do but i definitely don't have the budget that he has for it um there's one other guy that i look up to when for concert pictures his instagram is s dot uh 
Balaban. Sam Balaban is his name. He takes really good studio pictures and also really crazy um, like concert pictures. And I found him because he took some really insane pictures of Tyler during, uh, I think it was actually during the governor's ball at, in New York City. I'm pretty sure. It was really crazy. He's, he's, he has really good stuff as well. That's a beautiful thing about photography, kind of condensing a singular moment where it's packed with emotion or it's packed with lived experience and context, and you're kind of freezing it for eternity. Yeah. That's, that's beautiful. That's something that is, um, I don't think about it too much, but when I do, I get really deep about it because like I recently posted these pictures of um, this local band named Weston Estate. They're pretty, they're getting pretty popular right now. They're at about, I think, 600,000 listeners on Spotify. They had a house in Raleigh towards like NC State's campus and they threw a like, basement concert and i got to take some pictures for them uh and that was just like the craziest experience or like one of the craziest concerts i'd say i've been to because it was like intimate really fun and with these really young guys that are like 19 and 20 years old like up and coming like it was just crazy to me and to be there you know interacting with like-minded people people who care about the arts and people who no doubt care about each other too it's Yeah. You know, it's, it's, I think it's so important. I say this to everyone I know, if, I get, if, they, if they have a, a chance to listen, that it's so important to surround yourself with people who have similar values and similar, similar aspirations, you know, like it, it feeds your soul. It's enriching. I mean, there's oh, no other sure. way to put it. For sure. Anytime that I get to interact with, like that guy, Julio, that I talked about earlier, he, um, he's a big collaborator with a lot of the musicians around here. Um, and like he's just been like one of the most inspirational people that I've, I've been able to work with recently it's been amazing yeah and, and, and honestly i'm really happy that you you not only you know shared his existence with me now that someone i can <laughs> investigate in my own time and yeah. it also it's good you know he's now being mentioned on another platform you know spreading yeah. the good word and i think that's that's just a, i think that's what friends do in general just absolutely looking out for each other helping them be successful and it's all about, and especially like at, from an artist perspective, you know, everyone has to look out for each other and support. It's all about building those connections and networking. Yeah. Now you talk a little bit about collaborating with, with artists and I know you recently filmed a music video. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us a little bit about that? All right. So the music video is called, the song was called back around. It was for an artist named Jackson free. Um, he was originally based in raleigh but he got a gig for um writing for artists in nashville so he moved out there i'd say probably about like two or three months ago um he had been working a lot with my friend jacob who hasn't been doing as much photography or video work um i got to produce a video for them back in september of 2020 i believe it was um and uh we he hit me up one day asked me to film a music video for him and then we had a little meeting and he told me about the concept the concept was he wanted to um try to replicate some like famous actors from old like famous old movies and we tried our best to like recreate the scenes that they were in and whatnot um and that's like the whole I guess like shtick of the music video is him in different as different actors in different movies. 
because he told me that he had like a record deal coming up possibly and they wanted to see like more um i guess like character traits from him as an artist i think i think that's more what they wanted to see from him like any kind of like performability that he had oh yeah now he now he has a, an example to do that you know and yeah. really music music videos are tricky because i feel like more often than not they can just be turned into just basically an advertisement for a song but i love yeah. seeing artists like push the boundaries and come up with something really cool like some examples off the top of my head um this is america by childish gambino yeah. boogie by brock hampton mm-hmm. um i think and, nike's have you seen if you've seen the nike's music yeah. video that one is i i would argue to say that that's probably one of the best music videos ever made oh it's beautiful and yeah. uh have you seen anima by by uh tom york on netflix yes yes i have that one is probably one of the it's like a music video for an entire album like it's beautiful it, it, that's yeah. and you know who did that right yeah paul thomas anderson right the goat himself yeah yeah i love seeing that stuff uh honestly like i i really I, I when I think of cool music videos, I always think of rap. I don't know what the correlation is, but like most of my like when I think of cool music videos, I just immediately think of rap. Like I don't know. Are you familiar with the music video for "On Me" by Young Thug and Lil Yachty? That one sounds familiar. I don't. Th- I, not off the top of my head, I do. I remember it. No, I, I think late when you have some time, it's definitely worth checking out. It's basically Young Thug and Lil Yachty hanging out with these like hipster people in a hipster hotel. That's like stylized like the seventies, just rapping to a, like a fishbowl camera. It's that's awesome. really cool. I'll check that out. I know that the if you've seen the Wycliffe Jean Young Thug music video, that one's also really cool. I need to check that out. Young Thug in general is just an amazing artist. Like I I remember discovering him when I was fifteen, and I watched the music videos for Best Friend, Power, with that and Check, and just immediately like falling in love with this artist. Yeah. No, he. Is such a boundary pusher that it's hard not to really like him in my opinion and he's only been a couple years you know really since he's gotten broken big and he's already influencing so many other artists it's really cool to see that happen in real time yeah and he's putting so many other artists on as well it's amazing exactly and uh you know as we're nearing the end of the interview um you know obviously you've carved a living for yourself as an artist as a photographer working with other people and this is something that you've dedicated your life to. Now, to anyone out there listening who has a similar aspirations or who just in general needs advice for pursuing their passions, do you, Zach, have any advice for anyone who wants to pursue a career in photography or just in the arts within general, whatever their goals may be? Oh, um, man. Advice? I'd probably say... I'd say try to, number one, like we said earlier, try to surround yourself with like-minded people because in my opinion, you can't do it alone. You really, like I've, I've learned that I can't do photography by myself. I also rely on other people to um, make sure that I am like able to produce the, the photos that I want to produce because like you need a model, you need just people to take pictures of basically so have some good people around you um definitely hold yourself accountable to making sure that you're still doing what you love while you do it if it's something that you really love don't stop doing it because i'll definitely catch myself like 
like going like a month without taking any pictures of anything or anyone or working on anything creatively and I just get in like a real rut like just emotionally technically I'd say beautiful I think you you said it perfectly and as you know you're looking towards the future you know you know we're hitting our, our we're heading we're heading towards our mid-20s now you know the future is bright the possibilities are endless when you look to the future Zach what do you see in store for yourself do I see in store for myself? Um, one thing that I really want to try to accomplish by the end of, before I turn 30, is I would really like to um, own a production company uh, and just stay kind of grounded and always like just go to a concert and take some pictures there. And that's probably about it for now. Those are beautiful goals, man. Thank you for sharing this. And again, Zach, thank you so much for coming on the show and talking with me and talking with basically the rest of the audience. Thank you so much for your time. I'm really grateful to have you on the show. Of course, my man. No problem. And to anyone out there listening to this conversation, you know, let this be an example. You know, Zach is a man who has applied himself and who has chased his passion, has let his love of music, of art, of photography take him to a really great place in life. And he has done that of his own volition, you know, and whatever your goals may be, whatever your your dreams or your passions are, you can do it. It is possible to achieve it. All you have to do is take action, even if it's you versus the odds. So thank you for joining us. Thank you for being here. I care for you all deeply, and I wish the best for all of you listening. Thank you, and goodbye.